Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I talked to Alex from WP Eagle. That is a YouTube channel, and he started doing WordPress tutorials back in the day. He sort of migrated over to Amazon affiliate type websites. He still does some WordPress tutorials, but he does a lot of affiliate marketing, and he's awesome. He's a good friend of mine. He actually helped me out a lot when I was getting started on YouTube and I was trying to figure out how to do collaborations. He had a much, much larger channel than I did. Luckily, I had a couple stories to tell. So we collaborated sort of early on when I was trying to grow my channel and continue to collaborate in various ways. He's a great guy. And this was actually a live stream. So he does a lot of live streams for his channel and I do you know, one per week for my channel. So every now and then we hop on and we mix it up. He joined me for a little over an hour. So this is a pretty long conversation. Again, it is a YouTube live stream. However, I recorded it in mind with playing it for the podcast. So we field some questions live from the chat, which is always great to have that you know, live interaction. So I, I repeat the questions and try to make sure that, you know, it was going to be a good podcast episode as well. We talk about one of his public case studies. So he has a few public case studies out there where he shows you exactly, you know, what site he's building. He shares all the details behind it. We talk about keyword research, the content, some mistakes that he's made, link building, dealing with algorithm updates. And I actually started with some pretty big questions right at the beginning, asking him where his channel is going and what he's trying to do with his business. He is just about to hit 50,000 subscribers here in early September of 2020, which is very cool. And if you haven't checked them out, go head over to YouTube, WP Eagle. I'll put a link in the description and show notes so you can get a hold of them. And yeah, I'm just going to send it to the interview and I'll see you on the other side. For people that don't know you, Alex, can you just give a quick intro? I have a feeling a lot of people do know you, but who are you? What do you do? What are you about? <laughs> Okay, um, my name is Alex. As we said, I've got a YouTube channel. It's called WP Eagle. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the merch tonight. Yeah, and on my channel, it's originally started as a WordPress channel, kind of tutorials on how to make WordPress sites, um, use plugins, themes, all that kind of good stuff. Um, but then over time, it's evolved um, because I made a, a tutorial on how to make an affiliate marketing website a good few years back, and it kind of exploded my channel. So since then, I've been making a lot more affiliate marketing content uh, using WordPress uh, as the platform. And most recently, I've been sharing some case studies where I've been building complete sites, um, full tutorial videos on how I built a site. And then I've been kind of following up with videos on how they've been doing, how much traffic they get, how much money they make, and all the all the work and stuff that I've been doing on them. So yeah, that's me. Right on. When you were getting started on YouTube, well, it was before I was on YouTube, but the common <laughs> wisdom was people are not going to watch more than two or three minutes. You need to have short videos, but you completely broke that and you are popular for your multi-hour tutorials. So are they still doing well? What made you think that was going to work when everyone would say that's bananas? Yeah. 
I, I just think people, I think they were used to paying for that kind of information. And um, I mean, yeah, I thought it was crazy as well because it is a lot of information and the videos are very long. And I, but I personally, I don't think I'd be able to watch one. <laughs> I don't know if I've got the patience for it, but um, a lot of people do. And I look at the analytics and, you know, maybe only four or five percent of people get all the way to the end of a two hour or, or three hour video. But um, yeah, people watch them and people love them. Um, I do try and make it a bit easier, you know, adding timestamps, that kind of thing to make it easier to navigate through the video. But um, yeah, they're really popular. And, you know, I get a lot of messages still from people that watch some of the old videos, which is, is a bit of a shame, really, because they're a bit out of date. But yeah, people are still watching them. People are still building sites and, and still following them along. And it's it's really good. Very cool. I, I don't think I could watch any of uh, my long videos either. <laughs> uh, do you go back and watch some of your early ones just to see like what I, you I only do, like? do a little bit. I cringe. I actually did a video just the other week because I've just launched memberships on my channel, which we were talking about. And I did a uh, kind of anniversary video. I've been doing YouTube, I think, for seven years, something like that. I did my first video and I did a little clip of my very first video. And yeah, no, I can't watch them. I don't even generally watch my recent videos apart from when I'm editing them. I just, I still feel a little bit uncomfortable. And I guess that's just normal to see yourself on camera is it's just weird. It's a bit like when you have a Zoom call with someone, it's very off-putting. And like now when we're having a Skype call, it's, it's slightly weird to have a conversation with someone and see yourself at the same time. It's it's not very natural, is it? No. And as um, maybe a narcissist, I'm not really sure, but I end up, I'm not even looking at you. I'm looking at myself the whole time. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, of course. So yeah. you have built a few of these um, like public case studies. So we're gonna I'm gonna ask you a lot of questions about those, but it's not cool. super often when we get to chat and just have our friends watching in from all over the world here. It looks like we got 55 people right now, and I think more are gonna trickle in since we're just getting started. So there's some things where I'm just like, hey, you know what? I haven't caught up with you in a while. I'm just curious, but don't worry, folks, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of the site that Alex has been working on for a couple of years. It's making roughly $1,000 per month currently. Is yeah, that right? that's right. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get into the details, keyword research, link building. We're going to talk about all the details, content and everything. So yeah, a couple of things I'm curious about. You mentioned memberships. Uh, that was sort of a new functionality that was unlocked. Just in general, where where is WP Eagle going? This is a big visionary question. Usually <laughs> people would save that for the last, but I, I'm just like, you know, where are you going? You're coming up to 50,000 subscribers and it's amazing. So where, where do you see it? I should probably ask myself the same question. I haven't really got a big plan for the channel. I say it kind of crept up on me really, the kind of how big the channel's got. The main thing I love about the channel is the community. And we can see that there's quite a few uh, members of, of both of our communities, but I know there's quite a few from my my community oh, yeah. in the chat right now, and I think I really want to build that up in some way and and, and work with the community and, and help them because you know some of the guys um, set up a Discord server, which I, I didn't even know what a Discord was, but there is a WP Eagle Discord now, and there's people in there chatting away. There's the Facebook group. There's obviously YouTube, the comments, and yeah, I just I need to plan a way, I guess, of, of kind of making that something bigger and better in a way that we can all help each other because that's a great thing i mean it's not only me i try and help people as much as i can but it's other members of the community helping each other but generally i i, I haven't really got a big plan i am still want to do more um affiliate case studies so i've recently launched a new one which is the wheelbarrow uh, niche website which i'm busy working away on so i love yeah building sites and sharing the information which i know a lot of people would 
think that's a crazy thing to do. And yeah, people do copy my my niche, uh, my niches or niches, I should say, for uh, my American friends. But uh, yeah, a lot of people would say that's crazy. But I love sharing it, and people seem to. It's like a soap opera, um, you know, to watch and and see me doing a video every month on whether it's making money. I'm just about to do an update on the site that we're going to talk about, and you know, it's had a slight downturn. But you know, whether it goes up or down, it's still. I think it's still an interesting story. And I think people get a lot out of that because they can relate to it with their own sites. Right on. I think I was listening to a, a podcast earlier today and the guest was talking about not knowing where you're going, but just working on something. You're, you're there, you're showing up every day for several years and you have a community, like you said, and I think that really shows what, the community is like they're doing stuff on their own without you and then yeah. it's running without you which is fantastic i mean then you don't have to uh, you know try to encourage people to do the stuff they're doing it on their own and yeah. yeah you don't need to know where you're going so if people are trying to think hey uh, maybe i want to do this and i need to have a long-term vision if you just show up like opportunities will present themselves yeah. most stuff of the will time. happen even without you you being there sometimes yeah it's amazing yeah. As long as you, you've got to show up, you just got to do something. I mean, because uh, a lot of people, they, there's always a, you know, pl- I, I've never been a good planner. I know you're a, you're a fantastic planner and project manager and all that kind of stuff, but I am probably the opposite of that. I, I have these big ideas. I want to do, I want to do a YouTube channel. I want to get it up to a million subscribers, but there won't be much detail in the plan. There'll be that big vision, um, and I'll just keep turning up and I'll keep doing stuff and and yeah, stuff will happen. And I, I wish I was a little bit more organised in some respects and, and mapping out a plan, but um. I have a few ideas. I have a few basics. Like I want to put at least one video up a week. I want to stream at least once a week. It's a few little um, metrics that I try and aim for, but, um, but other than that, <laughs> I don't yeah. really have a plan. Yeah. And that's all we can do. I mean, I oftentimes look at the next six weeks to quarter or so. I have like the broad strokes, kind of like what you're talking about. It's really easy to make all these plans and then they get derailed. You have to adjust anyway. So I find like six weeks is a perfect amount of time to just, you know, do some work. You can relax after that and that sort of thing. So yeah. speaking of sponsors, I do need to give a shout out to Ezoic. Check out their site, Speed Accelerator. They underwrite part of the content that I put out there. And if your site's running slow, you could check out that site, Speed Accelerator. It is uh, agnostic for you know WordPress or whatever. You could put it on any platform, e-commerce sites, affiliate, whatever. So thanks to Ezoic. And digging in here, Alex, to the best Roofbox site. So it's a, it's yeah. a public site. And let's talk about just the, the keyword research in general. That's sort of the starting point. Can you tell us about the approach that you took back in early 2019? Okay. Well, I've obviously... Ever since I was doing pay-per-click, I had a pay-per-click agency before I was doing YouTube, I always knew about Longtail, and that was really where uh, the benefit was. And that was how you got some good, tr- cheap traffic with AdWords a day, and that's how you get good ranking on organic search. So when I was looking for a roof box for my car, which is how I came across the niche, uh, really, <laughs> I just suddenly thought, you know, there's so much content I can write because there's people searching for, you know, what's the best roof box for a Honda? Uh, and even deeper than that, what's the best for a Honda Civic, for a Honda Acura? You know, then same with Toyota. And, you know, the list is endless. The number of car manufacturer makes a manufacturer. So I just thought for content, I'm going to be set because I can write an article about every single make and model of car. And they're all long tail. 
and you know some searches on Google without even using KGR were coming up, but there wasn't that much information. You know, you can't really um, find much information on those specific cars with those specific root boxes. That's kind of how it started. And then when I was um, doing some other searches on Google, I was seeing that people were also you know searching for uses for the box so you know the best roof box for carrying skis or for taking your fishing equipment or for going camping so that's kind of where it went and so i just did loads of uh, google um, searches i took all the google search suggestions put them all in a uh, spreadsheet and i didn't prioritize i know i could have maybe run it through some keyword tools got some metrics did some kgr and then prioritized but then i just thought i'm just going to create as much content as i can i'm going to create an article for every single maker model which i haven't done yet but i've got quite a few uh, and for any other kind of related topics, all very buyer focused keywords, I must say, I do like to go for ones where I know that people are searching um, for a particular product, they're about ready to buy it. So rather than someone searching for how do I carry more stuff in my car, you know, they're not quite ready to buy a roof box yet. They haven't even thought about roof boxes. Maybe they're thinking maybe about trailers and stuff. I was going for ones that where people have, they've got a car, they want a roof box, they just want to know which roof box they need for their car, and they're, they're ready to buy it. So that's what a lot of my content is. Um, and indeed, a lot of the articles that bring in a good bulk of the traffic are, um, well, I'll give you an example. One of the best ones is the best roof box for a Subaru Outback, which is a car that I, I'm not even familiar with. I don't think we even have them in the UK, but yeah, obviously very popular in the, in the US. And that brings me in about a thousand visitors a month, that article alone. Awesome. How many keywords did you find initially before you started the site? A lot of people... They get hung up on how many keywords do I need? I can't start my site until I find this many. I think intrinsically you knew because of all the makes and models and model changes. Yeah. There's an endless number for you. But how many did you get from the start? I think I had about only about 30 or 40, something like that. And I, I just got to start getting content written. And again, with my new site, the wheelbarrow one, I've, um, I think it's 40 articles. I'm, I'm working on maybe 50. Um, and that's it. I've got a list of keywords that's that long and um yeah i'll get that and then if i need some more i'll, I'll go looking for some more but um yeah i don't i don't think you need a massive list of keywords you can easily get a massive list of keywords the keyword tool which has got the swear word in it which i won't say i don't want to give you any strikes oh, you um I, I think they've rebranded it now haven't they i think they have I, I um but there's, I, I there's some tools sorry. that will just spit out thousands of keywords and, and i think that can often be overwhelming actually and you kind of you've got too much data and you, you don't know where to start for sure. Yep. And I, I agree a hundred percent as far as just like get a manageable number. It's not like you can publish 400 articles instantly. And speaking of content, do you, did you write the content initially since you had this interest or problem to be solved with roof boxes? I think I've written one article for the site myself. Uh, and that was an article that I did as part of a video for the channel. Um, and I think even then I outsourced quite a bit of it, actually. I'm not very good writing it though. I did write an article today for the site, which is, um, so actually I published it today, so you can go and check it out. Let me know what you think. It's the best white roof boxes, um, which is something I came across when I was looking at Amazon. I thought, hey, there's a white roof box. People with white cars, of course. Why would you want a black roof box on your white car? Uh, Amazon do free, very nice white roof boxes. So, uh, and again, you know, you do a search on Google for the best white roof boxes. There's nothing, nothing, maybe an Amazon product ad. That's about it. So, yeah, I've outsourced all of my content creation. Uh, and in the beginning, I was terrible, unlike yourself, and I know a number of other people that are very specific um, with their briefs for their writers. I literally would just go to a company like Texton or somewhere like that, 
I would give them a keyword. I'd say I want 1,500 words. That'd be it. And as you can imagine, sometimes I'd get a good article and other times it would be, uh, I can't even publish that. They've completely missed the point completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to be fair, I don't often do the full brief like you're talking about. Um, for people that don't know, essentially it's just hopefully like half a page or a page of details on what the article should be so that you end up with similar expectations as the writer so that hopefully you get a usable product, but it's much easier, Alex, like you said, you just throw the yeah. keyword and you hope that they don't mm. screw it up too bad. Sometimes so. they you come back with something great and other times you don't. And, but now I've got a couple of writers that I use regularly and they know what I want. And I'm a bit more specific. I will now say it's got to include this keyword. I want it to have this title. If there's any other bits that I want to include, maybe some subheadings, I'll let them know that. And I'll also point them in the directions of the, uh, the products that I want them to write about because, I'd say, you know, go and choose some products on Amazon. I wouldn't even point them in the direction of the right products. And they'd come back and they'd, you know, put a whole load of roof bags in. And I said, no, there's about roof boxes. They're different thing. And, you know, so now I'm a little bit more specific, only because I've, I don't like throwing articles in the bin or, right. or rewriting them. It's, you know, it's, it's not efficient. Just throwing the money away. So yeah. with, um, I know your, your background is sort of in creating websites and, and developing yeah. them and, and you have some programming chops. Can you tell us a little bit about the theme? I, I usually don't think very hard about the theme. I'm more of a minimalist and just use one of them. So what was your approach? I think you use a specific page builder and you have some custom stuff going on. Yeah. Um, well, nothing too custom. I use um, a free theme at the moment. It's called base WP, although I am now looking at other alternatives. I use the Elementor page builder which i know a lot of people would go uh but you know i get a lot of compliments about my site and about my content that it looks good <laughs> and it does look good but i have always struggled with site speed um and that's because i'm running elementor and things like that and especially with um the new core web vitals or whatever thing that's coming out soon i'm a little bit more concerned so i have been playing with some other builders i did a live stream a couple of weeks ago where i was playing around with the oxygen builder which is really interesting because it doesn't actually require a wordpress theme you kind of do it all within the page builder so that's that's kind of interesting okay um, and, and it's faster yeah it is fast in terms of google page speed and all that it, it is really fast so i don't know I, I i don't want to have a completely simple setup which i know a lot of people do with their affiliate sites you know really just basic theme no plugins no nothing and you know i like to have a little bit of um, a few bells and whistles on the sites i mean but, you're you know, just trying to sell great. You're just trying to sell affiliate offers, though. I mean, yeah. By the way, wp.com/elementor if you if you're interested in Elementor Pro, highly recommended. Yeah, the um, tutorials are great, though. By by the way, <laughs> if you're using Elementor, like ch check it out. Yeah, and another plugin that I, I really have fallen in love with is AAWP, uh, which again is wp.com/aawp. I don't know if you've used that, but it uses the Amazon API, and you can create these fantastic tables uh, for your site. And there's other you can pull product information in, and it's just you know, can make your posts really come alive. And, you know, I like to embed lots of YouTube videos. So every product that I mention, I will go, well, my editor will actually, but <laughs> I do too. I go over to YouTube and we try and find a video uh, about that product. Obviously not one that I've created, just anyone, just to add some value to the content. But, you know, all those embeds, they do slow your site down. Okay, L little tip for you. So, ch and I'll send you an email, but there's a plugin it's a YouTube performance plugin. My friend over at 
DIY themes and DIY plugins created it. And okay. it puts a placeholder thumbnail. So it doesn't load the actual script until okay. the person clicks it. So I think if you look at the stats, the percentage of people that visit your page that actually watch a video, it's very low. So you're loading mm. all the script for yeah. like 15%. So anyway, I'll introduce you because it's a tip. good product. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll look out for that. And okay, I'm curious about specific mistakes that you made with the site. So even if you know what you're doing, it's pretty likely, you know, we make mistakes, right? We get in a hurry, mm. we're trying to, you know, cut corners or something like that. Did you make any uh, small blunders yeah. along the way? <laughs> Well, the one I, I've just mentioned, one which is not briefing writers as well as I could have done, and having some some articles that were that had to go in the bin or trash can. So yeah, that was one mistake. I also I spent quite a bit of money with um, the Hoff, which I know you're familiar with, which is very hard to gauge the value I got from that. So I I bought some guest posts from them, which they did deliver. They put me on some quite high trafficking, quite high domain uh, rank sites. So I don't know if they had much benefit, but you know, one for example, one guest post was five hundred dollars alone. So that's for one one post with one link. I kind of did it as a way of um, showing people what, what you get. Really, I wanted to create videos around it, so you know, not all wasn't lost. I asked the Hoff to create me some videos, so I set up a Best Roof Box YouTube channel, and I basically sent them some articles that were already on the site, and they made videos out of them. Yeah, they weren't very good either. So. Yeah, I think they were the main mistakes, really. <laughs> did they actually have someone just read the content, or how did they create the the video? Yeah, they had a guy um, who's done a lot of their videos, so he pops up in all sorts of videos about all sorts of different different subjects. But yeah, he kind of stood there. He had this look about him, like he'd kind of gone to Hollywood and he wanted to be a, a big actor, and he ended up making Hoff videos. Yeah, he was kind of standing there looking a little bit, a um, little bit despondent, and. Um, then they kind of just cut it with some standard stock sort of B-roll stuff of, you know, a roof box on a car going up through the mountains. Yeah, not very good. I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to create some really good, valuable videos, you need to get your hand on the product, really, don't you, and, and create some decent videos. Otherwise, I don't, I don't know, maybe you could do it with a screen share or some other kind of animation, possibly. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think you're right. Just a talking head is probably not super valuable, but think about when... I don't know, Apple's launching or, you know, some companies launching a new cell phone and yeah. people just cover the specs because they got the announcement. So mm. I think you could probably get away with a couple things here and there where, yeah, if people just want to know the details about a product. Yeah. I could probably, you know, put an image, I could put some text, you know, this can hold, you know, 150 pound of gear and it's this big, it's great for five skis. Uh, yeah. I guess you could, I'll have to think about doing that. Although to be fair, though, I am a YouTuber, my video editing is not, not that good still, but I think you outsourced that and you maybe help me out with a good video editor. Yeah. So, and that's how you end up with like, I do hour long videos and you do two hour long videos. It's because we we're not editors. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I do outsource. She does an awesome job. Uh, my editor and you know, I often, I'm not too picky, so I'll, I could just send over the content. She edits it. I'm trying to like up my game a little bit and put in a little more b-roll and that sort of thing just to spice it up a bit so yeah. she'll be able no, to i think that's, that's what you have to do i mean i don't know but you, you want end of the day it's the content that people want from us we're not making hollywood movies with special effects or anything people generally just want to know what we're saying and i guess you know yeah. i think sometimes videos can be over edited where there's literally no pauses and it's just jump cut 
you know, tested. They've cut out every little all kind of thing. And I think sometimes you've got to leave a little bit of the kind of natural flow of when you record a video. So sometimes, you know, in my tutorial videos where I'm creating a site, I'll make a mistake. A lot of the time I won't edit that out. I'll just kind of carry on. And a lot of people say they get value out of that because at the end of the day, when you're following me and you're making mistakes uh, or things are going wrong, it's actually quite handy for me to to show you that, you know, that happens to me as well. It's not always perfect. Sometimes you install a plug-in, it doesn't work. And, you know. Yeah. And I've shown people how to overcome that. Let's hit a couple here. And I have an overlay because this little bit is sponsored by Niche Website Builders. So you can check out some of the stuff they're doing. Do you know them, Alex, already? No, I don't think I do. All right. Well, I'll intro you guys too. You may actually live close to one another. They're um, from the UK as well. So I'm not, my geography is really bad. So well, I have no clue yeah. how close. I'll, I'll look them up. Let me see where they are. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so you can check out a couple of discounts. Um, they're good dudes over there. They, um, you know, came out of the audience and they have like a good corporate strong background like uh, myself. So they're good at building teams and just getting shit done fairly quickly. So a couple of the questions that did come up. Thanks, Alex, for pointing it out. I saw Alina asked about the free theme that you mentioned. And which, which one was that? Uh, it's called Base WP. It is free. Okay, and it's just plain vanilla. Who puts that out? Uh, I can't remember the guy. He's he's done a few themes. It's just a really lightweight theme. It's it's not got too many things, but it works well with Elementor. If you just type that into the you know the theme thing within WordPress, you'll find it. They do have a premium version, but you probably don't need that. Okay, very good. Ag is asking, how long will it take to get traffic on your site? I started three weeks ago. So, what's your experience, Alex, with that? Uh, it takes six months, <laughs> about six months. I don't know whether it's a sandbox or whatever, but in my experience with all of the sites that I've had, the real traffic starts to come around the six month mark. I think a lot of people, they want things to happen quickly. It's understandable. But with affiliate marketing, it's just you need a lot of patience. You've got to keep working and you've got to keep adding content and you'll keep checking your Google Analytics and that kind of thing and not much will be happening. And it can be a little bit disheartening, can't it? And you think, oh, I've added 30 articles. I've been doing it for three months. Still not much is happening. But then suddenly it will start to go up and then then things will start to happen. But yeah, three weeks slow. is not, not a very long time. To be fair, my analytics is always skewed a little bit because when I launch the site, I often do it in, at the same time as I'm uploading a video about that site. So I get a whole burst of traffic come from YouTube and, and direct. So always excuse it, but generally the, the good organic, the real traffic comes in about six months. And do you think that some of that traffic coming from YouTube, just referral traffic helps boost your rankings? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. At the end of the day, I, so for example, best roof box, I've created, I don't know, maybe 40 videos on YouTube about it. Every video has a link in the description to the channel. I guess my channel's got a little authority with 50,000 subscribers and being seven years old. So I don't know. Everyone says that maybe a link from YouTube is quite valuable. I think they are, especially if trap, I think any link, even no follow can be valuable if there is traffic actually going through. And I was mm. going to say, I think I did 10 videos <laughs> about yeah. best roof box and I sent yeah. <laughs> a few thousand visitors as well. So, I mean, anytime somebody's talking about the stuff, I don't think Google is analyzing like, Hey, these are affiliate marketers talking about this as a case study, not as, I mean, I guess they know the keywords and what the video is about, but 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's that clever, maybe. But they say, I think any, any traffic in any link is, is a good thing. World of Aviation asks, um, how early days of analytics affiliate website look like uh, in terms of CTR impressions and Google Search Console? So I think the, the deeper question is, what does the Search Console tell us typically? And I mean, it could be, I'll, I'll go first here. It could be all yeah. over the place. It really depends on how much content you're publishing and the quality of the keyword research and the quality of the content. So each one of those factors is multiplied. You could end up with a lot of impressions early on or like two or three per day for the first few months. So what do you see, Alex? I don't know. Again, it's going to be on the kind of keywords you go for. I mean, if you're able to answer someone's question very accurately your page title matches their search you know very closely then you're gonna you're gonna get a good uh, ctr obviously whatever google shows as your description we used to be able to kind of dictate it with the meta description but generally now i think google just chooses what that snippet is going to be that's going to have a big effect and um again this takes me back to when i used to run a lot of google adwords campaigns we'd run two or three different ads on the same keyword sometimes just with very subtle changes maybe a different headline or even a different url and that could have a big effect on ctr but i'm again i'm happy to share some information i've just pulled up my search console now best roof box over the last three months has had an average ctr of 6.7 percent. i don't know if that's good or bad um and i think Again, those are metrics that you probably shouldn't worry about too much because I'm not sure how much of an effect you can really have on them. Um, but I say, I have a good, generally the rule with CTR is the more relevant your result is to the search, the better the CTR is going to be. Well said. A question um, that came in from our friend Adrian Asta La Vista Boss was the minimum search volume you would go for when choosing keywords directed to you, Alex. I wouldn't obsess with a search volume too much. If it was coming up as a suggestion from Google, that would be enough for me. Even if keyword tools were saying that's zero a month, I would still say, well, it's got to be more than zero a month because Google has learned it from somewhere. One person somewhere has typed that into Google because Google has learned it. And I, I don't know what, I guess no one knows what the criteria is in terms of when a keyword hits that Google search suggest, but I'd imagine it has to have a good handful of searches before it starts to appear in that search suggestion. So yeah, I don't, right. I don't really worry. And, and you know, I've heard many a story from people that said, Oh, I, I wrote this article and keyword tools said there wasn't many searches and it's bringing in me loads of traffic. So. Yep. I and I, I hear that a lot with like straight up zero search volumes, but they're an auto suggest. Mm. So next is about link building so is link building necessary is if i'm using the keyword golden ratio or any other off-page seo and i was gonna you know kind of move to a segment of link building because i'm curious about you alex what you've done for best roof box but just at a higher level this general question is link building necessary if you're going after low volume keywords no i don't think it's too necessary i think you need a few links just to get your site found to give you a little bit of credibility but um, I mean, link building personally is not something that I've spent too much time on. I may may be wrong there that I should have spent more time on it because you hear a lot of SEO experts and they'll swear by link building. You know, you get a good few links and that can really give you a push. But um, the thing with link building is, and uh, you may have a different answer, is I find it quite hard um, to link build. You know, the outreach thing is something that needs someone like you, a good project manager and a good spreadsheet and 
um, some patience to do, and I'm I'm not very good at that. So the link building that I've done is say I paid the Hoff um, to do some guest posts. I've answered some Quora questions, which have actually stuck pretty well. You know, generally my answer will be the top answer, or at least be in there somewhere. So that's bringing a bit of traffic, and I guess that has some credibility with google although i think they're probably no follow links and i've also done you know pinterest and and youtube i mentioned youtube so i get the links from youtube both from my wp eagle channel and from the best roof box channel very good but yep. uh, yeah that's that's about it on the link building and justin mentions that back backlink building is so hard and i hear that a lot so f- the original question uh from ag there Technically, you can get away with no link building, but usually what I tell people is all else being equal, right? If, if you're just publishing content and your competitors are building links, assuming they're not terrible, they're going to win, right? Links matter. Like Google tells you links matter. There are a lot of people who will try to scare you from not doing any link building and tell you it's really dangerous. But the fact is nowadays, algorithm updates can impact your site whether you have backlinks that you built, if you have natural backlinks or zero backlinks. So I don't think that argument holds up anymore. I think from a marketing standpoint, people that, I mean, KGR, right? I marketed it saying, you don't have to build backlinks. So I'm talking to myself as well. I mean, I see the irony here, everyone. (laughs) I get it. But it's really a sexy idea, right? If everyone's telling you to build links People think it's a hard thing to do. And then I tell you, well, you don't have to build links. There's an easier way. Now that I have my foot in the door, (laughs) I can tell you that building backlinks is really helpful. And I think um, one thing I've been playing around with and I've had a lot of folks tell me about it is Haro, help a reporter out. So Alex, have you looked at Haro? Have you played with this? Again, I signed up for that. I I get emails from them, I think every day or whatever. And I just, again, that that's... I probably need a VA or something to help me with that. Someone to look through, find some relevant um, automobile type um, topics that that I could possibly contribute to. But um, I think link building is important. But I think <clears throat> maybe this is how I, you know, why I'm doing quite well is those links from the Hof did have a bit of um, influence, and they boosted my overall domain uh, ranking or domain uh, whatever s- score. I think we used to call it page rank. I don't know. They got rid of that Google page rank. And I think that once you get to a certain domain authority where you've got a few links and Google recognizes that, okay, this site is pretty good. It's got some links, you know, it's, it's credible. Then when you start to use your KGR method and you add an article because you've already got that domain authority that immediately flows into that new article. And if there isn't much competition because you've done KGR, that article can pop up in Google the same day, possibly or at least within a week, you know, really quickly because you've got that bit of domain authority. So I think you don't need to obsess with link building and think, oh, I've got to build links to every single article I publish. I think you just need a few good quality links to your domain. And then that combined with some long tail content, you know, that's how you're going to get your rankings. I think... I think you're right about that. And I think once you start getting some of those long tail rankings, you potentially can get natural links because people are looking for a reference. You rank number yeah. one for something obscure and you're you're good to go. And I'll add in here that if you are maybe a little uh, perverse in some way, let me finish, and, and you like link building, all right, and you like link building, I think 
number one, you'll stand out from the competition from just a content standpoint. You publish content, you can get backlinks. Great. People, I mean, you just mentioned the Hoth. People pay a lot of money to have links built. And I would say if you were slightly competent at link building, legit links that were helpful within, I would say three to six months, you could probably start from scratch an SEO link building service and make six figures a year. Easy. I I think mm. it's a no brainer, but it's hard yeah. to do. It's and a job no one wants to do. It sucks. Yeah. And if you figure out how to do it, you'll probably just do it for your own site, not sell it. So, but yeah, I see Gizmo plans in the chat. He says he's never built backlinks. They come naturally. I get close to a hundred thousand page views per month, zero link building zero. Yes. I've got those links uh, naturally, which at the end of the day, that is why Google counts links. It counts links because the original you know, idea was that people link to good websites. People link to good content. So, you know, in theory, going back to the old days, good content should naturally bring in links. And you're right, it will. But sometimes you need, I think, a little bit of a push to get your site moving. Yeah. Once you've started to get traffic, then people will share your stuff. People will talk about it in forums. And people, you know, those links will come. And that... This is a great, um, I think I could share this little comment. How do I feature that thing like that? Okay, there we go. There we go. So Gizmo Plan mentions this and I will, yes, I, I, I think you're telling the truth. Everything's cool, right? One problem that I see all the time with, well, anything is, is confirmation bias. And we all have it. I mean, I, like we all, we all have different biases, but there are one-off examples for anything that you want to prove. So if you go look and you're like, oh, Gizmo Plans is telling us he's getting all these visitors and he didn't build links. Yes, totally possible. But if you if you talk to people who build websites all the time, generally they're like, you should do some promotion. So if you don't want to do any, totally cool. I respect it. It's fine. I, I'm not telling people what to do, but you could mm. always find an example for what you think already. So don't just move on. Like there's opposing views out there. Any comments Alex, yeah. on that? I think, yeah, I think you have to, you have to plant a seed somewhere. You have, you have to, there needs to be an initial link or two just to get your site moving. Otherwise, you know, I don't, I don't think a site is ever going to rank with zero links. I just, I just don't, I just so, think, you know, submitting your site to Google webmaster tools is, or webmaster search console is, is probably not enough. Very but good. I might be wrong. I don't know. If, if you're in a really sparse niche where there's not much competition, then I guess Google thinks, well, why not? It's the best we got. Let's rank that site. Let's do it. <laughs> and, and just for full, you know, I'm not, no, no disrespect, uh, Gizmo Plan. So I'm just going to read out your other comments here where you say uh, you don't need to go out and collect or promote. And you said, say what you want, but it's not needed. And also, sorry, but not needed. Nope with um, all caps. So loud and clear. I mean, it, it's a controversial topic, which is why, you know, if I go out and talk about KGR, no link building, people get really excited about it and they'll check it out, which is great. I mean, it's, it's a topic that some people are really polarized on, which is, that's the stuff you got to talk about. Yeah. That's so, where everyone's polarized on everything. That's, that's humans for you. I never agree, but I'd be interested with Gizmo plans that you say that's happened for one site, but you know, have you got a portfolio of sites so that and that's happened for each one of your sites or, you know, end of the day, sometimes you can just get lucky and 
Um, I mean, I will say I've done other sites, like I did a swimming pool science website, and pretty sure I didn't really do much link building for that one. I don't think I did any, and it's getting it is getting a trickle of traffic. <laughs> so yeah, but it's only it's only a trickle. I don't know. So I think if you really want to fly, you need to build a few links. Yeah, and I mean, people are successful without building any links, but. One area that I see people do videos on this, essentially they say it's unnatural for a brand new website to get backlinks. You should wait six months before building any backlinks, blah, blah, blah. Um, I totally disagree and I'll tell you why in a second, but Alex, what do you think about a new website? Do you wait or do you build links right away? I build links straight away. Good. I don't see a problem with that. I think, um, you know, an easy place to start somewhere. I think AG has uh, just asked, what is Web 2? Which is the term that I haven't heard for a, a good few years. And I think we're, we must be nearly on Web 3. But um, so there was always this Web 2 link building where you just basically go and create loads of social media profiles on tons of different platforms. And obviously within each of these social media uh, sites, you can have a profile and within the profile, you can add a link. So, you know, I think that's a, a good place to start. I mean, I wouldn't go and sign up with a hundred different social media platforms, but certainly set up a Facebook page, certainly set up a Twitter, a YouTube, uh, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, each one of those, you can add a link. So that's, that's five links. They're probably all no follow, but then they're, they're completely natural. Most new sites would set up a social media presence straight away. So, um, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with, I say, going on to Cora and answering a few questions and again, linking. I've never, I've never seen any penalties or anything for, for linking to a new site. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think from my perspective, if someone is a marketer like we are and you're launching something, you will tell people about it and probably mm. you'll be able to get links from it. So it's completely natural to get links. Let's say, Alex, you're launching, say, a new brand, a new blog or something, and then you tell me about it and you tell like five other people, then you're probably going to get a handful of links and then yeah. other people know me. So they may link to it as well and just talk about it. So it's completely natural. Just one area. I had a guest on a couple of weeks back and he was heavily of Sean. Uh, who's also another YouTuber. He was doing quite a lot on Reddit. Is that an area that you've ever explored, you know, getting involved in discussions on Reddit and maybe getting the odd link in here or there? I don't know. I, I've, never, I've never really gone on Reddit or, or, or forums in general. So I think, but again, you know, if you're a member of a forum and you, you know, you've got a bit of a, a bit of credibility within that forum because you've been posting regularly, then of course, when you launch a new site, you would put a post on that forum, and say, "Hey guys, you want to check out my new site?" and completely normal. But yeah, have you had any experience with Reddit or or anything like that? Not much. I explored it a little bit as people were saying, "Hey, I've been able to be part of the community over there and everything," but I always found, as I was just reading, that they're kind of assholes. Um, <laughs> And like, if you're an outsider and you and if, if you're coming in trying to self promote, the they're super hard on you and they'll just kick you out. So yeah. I've had people mention my stuff, and then I get a pretty good amount of traffic from that. Yeah. But as I looked at it, I was like, oh, they're gonna just kick me in the nuts. Yeah. Here. So that's a, that's a big time investment. You need to spend some time in there. You need to make some friends. You need to add a lot of value, and then you might be able to talk about your stuff in six months' time when everyone knows that you're a good guy and you're not there just to talk about your own stuff. Yep. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that would have been my only driver because I'm not much of a forum person or I just don't, it takes too much time and I don't like yeah. doing it. So, yeah. Um, I know. And, and quick note uh, Gizmo Plans, the 
person mentioned, hey, no disrespect. I like you guys. Love watching the content. So yeah, none taken. Uh, great conversation. And it's good to have the opposing views. And so much appreciated. Glad you mentioned it. I want to hop in and just say thanks, Alex. Um, everyone, be sure you check out his channel. I linked up, sign up for his email list, go watch his videos, comment on it. He has the British accent and it's more pleasant than mine. I, I realize that <laughs> he pronounces words in a more proper way. You know, I'm out here, niche, niche, you know, all that stuff. And how do you, how do you it's say niche. it again? It's a French word. It's like a little corner, right? It's like a little yeah, nook. I don't know. It's just, it's from the French would never make that ch sound. They're always very smooth with the language. So it's always going to be niche. My niche today is, you know, I don't know. But that's the, I love the American accent. I love that you use all these strange words like trash and niche. And, you and said, what did you um, say? The you rubbish drink, can you or something? You don't even have a kettle in your house, do you? Oh, you know, you know what, man? I have a kettle. I'm literally <laughs> drinking some herbal tea right now out of this uh, glass with my wow. face on it. Yeah, I see it. That's, that's good. And so you, you're not making tea in a microwave. That's That's a step forward. Thanks. Yeah. What, what do you, do you just drink um, or what kind of tea do you drink? Well, we drink black tea generally English tea, which of course is not English. It's originated from China probably. And um, we have it with a dash of milk, which again, no other country does. Uh, it's a strange habit, but um, I like it. You can drink more of it than coffee. I think, you know, you have one or two coffees and it's too many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, it's, I, my dad drinks um, like English breakfast tea is how they brand it over here, but they, they just mm. call it tea over there. Right. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, often that English breakfast tea is not quite the same either because, you know, when you go to hotels and stuff abroad, they always have the English breakfast. It's, it's like twinings, but it's not the same. Yeah. For the people that say like affiliate marketing is saturated, do you have any response for that? I mean, I hear this all the time. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not saturated. Nothing is saturated. A lot of people wouldn't say that about YouTube, but oh, it, I don't want to do YouTube. There's there's already another 10 channels that, that would do stuff that I'm doing. Well, I don't want to do niche because I don't want to do that niche website because there's already a whole lot of other sites doing it. At the end of the day, there is always one unique aspect to everything, uh, every YouTube channel, every uh, niche site, and that is the person that's making it. That's you. You are the unique thing. So even though we have channels that cover similar ground, obviously, as you say, you have a different accent. I have a different accent. We talk about different things. We have a different personality, a different style. So, yeah, I don't think that's that should put you off. Obviously, there are in terms of um, niches, there are some very saturated niches and there's a lot of competition, but that still doesn't mean that you can't approach it from a different angle. You can, you know, offer something slightly different or a different slant on things. But you no, know, as affiliate marketing as a, as a business concept is, is infinite in, in possibility. Switching gears, I'm going to hit some sort of rapid fire questions. These are things where I'm, I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't talked to Alex in a while. I am curious. So fitness wise, do you go to the gym often? Like what's your sort of exercise or fitness regimen? <laughs> I don't go to the gym. I, I didn't like gyms before COVID and I certainly don't like gyms now. Sweaty places with people breathing everywhere. That sounds like a nightmare right now. No, I'm, I do karate. That's kind of, uh, which oh. again, hasn't been on for a little while and we're about to get back on it though. We've recently, the prime minister came on today and said, we're now not allowed to meet more than five people. So I think, uh, that could have an effect on that, but yeah, I love karate. I'm going towards my brown belt. It's a great way to go and just kind of clear your head and have a bit of discipline and, and also fight a bit, get some aggression out and do a bit of shouting. Although shouts are now banned in karate because of COVID, You're not allowed to shout. 
Oh, does that spread infection? A bit of shouting, I guess it does. How about so? That? Yeah, that's that's my fitness. Um, yeah, I've got the kids; they keep me fit, so I'm often out on the trampoline with them, bouncing up and down. But yeah, how old are you? Not, not a big runner or whatever. I, li- I like walking. I've got a park just up the road. Uh, you probably know recently my dog died, so I haven't had a good excuse to go walking every day around the park. But when when she was younger, we used to go out like twice a day around the park and stuff, which which is fine. Yeah, Sorry to hear about your dog, by the way. Sorry. Sorry? Sorry to hear about your dog. Yeah. You know, rest of You've peace. got dogs, haven't you? So you know what it's like. Indeed. Productivity. So do you have, you mentioned earlier, you're not like the best project planner, but do you have any things, any tips where you're like, oh, I really, I crush it when I do X or Y. Just curious yeah. about any um, things. I'm not, I'm not the best at getting stuff done. Today, I've been quite productive. And the thing I did differently today, I had a clear idea what I wanted to do. Uh, and I often find this that you have to kind of focus on the big stuff, the stuff that is going to make a difference to what you're doing. So for me, it's making a video for the YouTube channel or it's, you know, working on one of my sites, adding content, uh, preparing content, planning content, anything that I know is actually going to move me closer to where I want to go, which is obviously success of some sort. I say we haven't quite worked out what it is, but I know that those things have a bigger effect than, for example, checking my email. Uh, you know, it's very easy in the morning to jump into your email and just get stuck in that and the morning will disappear and then you'll, you'll come away feeling, oh, I haven't really done anything. And that's because you haven't. And so it's kind of prioritizing those big jobs, the jobs that often you don't want to do, you know, like creating a whole video or writing an article, the stuff that's that's harder. Um, but, and again, with those things, I often find if, I, if I'm not motivated, I'll say, okay, I'll just do a little bit. Okay, I'll, that article, I'll just do half of the article. I'll just do the first paragraph. I'll just do the product table. And I find that often then once you do that first little bit, you then got a bit of momentum and you can actually end up finishing the task. Same with the video. I think, okay, I'll just record it today. I won't edit it. I won't do anything like that. But then often when I've recorded it, I've then got a bit of energy and I'll go, oh, yeah, I want to I want to edit it. I want to get it uploaded. So I guess it's just starting and it's just prioritizing um, the big jobs. And it's also the problem with being a YouTuber is you want to go onto YouTube because you want to check your channel. You want to check your analytics. You want to answer comments. So you fire up YouTube and then the YouTube homepage hits you and it's got all these fantastic videos that it knows that you want to watch. So you're like, oh, 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 maybe I'll just watch that that quick ten minute, uh, and then before you know, it again, the morning's gone, and you and you feel terrible. And I've also found that if you can do those big tasks, like if you can upload a, if you can publish an article to your site, or if you do a video to your YouTube channel, at the end of the day, you just feel great because you go, I've done something today, something that's tangible, rather than just watch YouTube and check your email. <laughs> email kills me too. It's the worst because you may need to go check on something in your inbox and then you end Mm. up, you know, 15 emails deep and you reply to one, you get two back like that kind of situation. So you think I'm going to do this, but it's never, it's never ending. It's an infinite loop, isn't it? Email the same with YouTube videos. You go, I'm just going to watch one. And then you you watch that. And then down the side, there's a whole load of other ones. Oh, that looks good. Yeah. And they're so good at distracting you. I mean, they know what's going to pull me in. Yeah. So, to summarize, it's you're like, do the hardest work, like just get started. You'll often get momentum and that works for you personally. Yeah. Like start it and then try and prioritize what's going to actually make a difference to what I'm doing today. Uh, what's what's going to help me take a step forward to, to my goal, to where I want to want to be. 
and just do that and you don't have to do i say you don't have to do it all in one go but just start i think that's the main thing just start it don't worry about finishing it today just just start it today has that been your working style um maybe since through university and your professional career as well yeah yeah generally although i'm you know i never went to university i was an apprentice um pulling data cables in and installing telephone systems in offices that kind of stuff and then after that i was more of a kind of salesman i guess i, I was often a the person that got the deals in. and even when i had my agency i generally didn't do a lot of the technical stuff the, the adwords or any of that kind of stuff i was the one who went out and just took clients out for lunch and that kind of stuff which i found was quite easy there's some very good pubs in london yes there are i see <laughs> Related world of aviation. Oop, wrong question. Do you work on weekends? And how long have you been working as a self-employed person? I've been working as a self-employed person for nearly 18 years, probably. Something like that since I stopped working for someone else. But um, I think I find that I work all the, you work 24 hours. Well, when you're awake anyway. Weekends, you probably find the same, especially if now with smartphones. You'll always answer that email or you know, whatever, those little jobs. Sometimes I'll do bigger jobs, especially if the kids are away for the weekend. I find that the weekend is a good time actually to do those those jobs that like make a video or write an article or make a website, any of those big big jobs, because there isn't as many interruptions from your email and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, when you work for yourself, you never really switch off, do you? I don't know about you, but I find it quite difficult. I have a hard time as well. I've only been working for myself for about, five years. I got laid off from my corporate job, but it's very easy. Like you said, with all the connectivity and I mean, I, I turn notifications off on my phone. I'm moving more towards not being interrupted so much. And in fact, uh, coming up pretty soon, my wife and I are doing sort of a little trip up in the mountains and detoxing from all these devices and stuff. So we'll a have like, a digital detox. I think they call it. Isn't it? Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm pumped because e email is a thing that gets me. And I mean, you know, we work for ourselves. We choose how we're going to do it. And I'm trying, it's so hard, but I, I try to just move slightly to the direction of like not being as connected so that, yeah, when I do good work, when I'm doing something meaningful, it's usually I'm disconnected and I wouldn't even need an internet connection. And that's mm. way better and way less stressful. So yeah, I think that's a good better. tip. Definitely notifications are not a good thing. I've turned off a lot of notifications because otherwise your email is going to be pinging social media, all that kind of stuff. And it, it just breaks your chain of thought. You know, say if you want to sit down and actually work on something, uh, and you start and then ping, you've got a message. You think, oh, I'll just quickly do that or I'll just reply to that. And then suddenly you, you're gone again. You're gone. Turn off all your notifications, I would say. don't You don't need any notifications. You do it on your terms. You're gonna, you can do your email at the end of the day the, whenever you want to do the email. But do it on your terms. And, you know, I think people do expect responses quickly. But, hey, sometimes they have to wait a little while. Indeed. All right, last couple questions here. And, Alex, um, I – booked you for an hour here. So we're at the end. Can you stick around for a couple yeah, more no, questions? I wouldn't know where to go right now. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Secondary question on that is like, do you miss colleagues or having coworkers around? Yeah. That is the biggest problem with working for yourself. And I bet a lot of people have, just, have found that now with the COVID thing where they've been working from home. They miss the office banter. And I used to love um, office banter and all that kind of stuff. And 
Um, I do actually have a couple of clients um, that I work with kind of sporadically, to be fair. One of them is just up the road and sometimes I'll go in for meetings or I used to actually go in maybe once a week for a couple of hours and just sit in the office and do some work in there. And I loved actually being in the office and having the banter and uh, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're probably not going in now because of COVID. But yeah, I do miss the colleagues. And that's kind of where YouTube and my community comes in because that gives me a little bit of that. Another thing I do is I also have a little networking group that I uh, run locally again we've been just meeting on zoom recently but we used to meet up in the golf club every every month and yeah i, I kind of it's kind of a legacy thing <laughs> when i was doing other things i was a member of this networking group and then for whatever reason the original founders left and i was like well i don't want to let it disappear so i took it over and uh, there's a lot of small businesses there you know there's accountants there's florists there's you know, all sorts of businesses. So they kind of think it's a little bit weird that there's a YouTuber in the networking group, but yeah, I, I like it because I get to meet people and talk about business and yeah. And yeah, it's a bit of fun, but yeah, I think that is one of the, the big downsides of working from home work of yourself is just the loneliness and the interaction with, with people. And I probably sounds like more introverted. So I thrive. <laughs> this has been totally fine. I don't miss, yeah. I, I made some good friends and I can, Maybe you call it uh, ambivert. So I can go in and out, be social if I need to. I could also lock myself in a room and work for 14 hours a day with no interaction and I'm also fine. Um, so mm. I don't miss it too much. Couple quick questions I'll hit. One, someone asked, what do you use for linking Amazon products to specific countries? I use Genius Link. Any of the tools will do it. It's an easy problem to solve. Just Google it. Hasta la vista, boss asks about my mic arm. It's a cheap one. I don't even know what brand. I probably should have got a much, uh, I should have got like the $200 one now that I'm beating the hell out of this one. Do you have a good mic? Uh, yeah, it's not as good. I've got the, uh, this, this one, which bring, bring, you know, that mine's a blue one. The same people that make the, uh, the microphone. Okay. I should, yeah, this is probably like 20 bucks or so. It's kind of a piece of shit. So I should have yeah. gotten a better one. YouTube channels. What are your What are your favorites right now? What's popping up on your homepage there? I like Hasta La Vista Boss. Uh, of course, he's had some really good guests recently, and he's been getting getting about a little bit. Yeah. And um, I, you got to give props to Adrian because you know he's still grinding the the nine to five. You know he works on building sites and stuff, uh, and then to come back and do a, a live stream or or anything like that that's that's dedication, definitely. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, so yeah, I, I, I enjoy his stuff. Some of the bigger stuff that I like, I'm still watching a lot of Alex Becker. I think he's he's, he's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and the way he's just kind of turned his whole life and just following him as a journey. You know, he used to make videos in front of his Ferrari, and now he's just got rid of all that kind of stuff. And he says some, he makes some very kind of top level, interesting videos about. Um, you know stuff you should check him out i've been watching quite a bit of russell brand actually i don't you probably know russell brand he was very oh, yeah. kate perry really interesting guy and you know I've, he was over here way before he was over over in america and um but he's talking a, l a lot of metaphysical stuff and um kind of being in the moment and meditation and, and all that kind of stuff which i think can be can be really really useful and i've just started dipping into a few podcasts as well i mean if you've got any good ones you mentioned you're going to make a podcast but yeah i've just yeah i've been listening yeah. to uh, some different podcasts but yeah I, I try not to watch too much youtube or or listen to too many podcasts because yeah. it can be distracting although if you're doing some kind of 
repetitive work, it's quite nice to have something on in the background. Definitely. And I, for my YouTube viewing, I try to watch people who are outside the marketing area. Um, one, cause it's boring to just watch. I mean, no offense, Alex. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't watch many of your videos. I pop through here and there, but um, oh, I don't watch any many of yours either. So yeah, it's like we're talking about the same stuff, and we have to be. I yeah. mean, I don't want to make a video and then just copy what you just said. Like no. so, well, I don't. I, just, I don't remake videos for you. I'm, and I guess you don't make videos for me, do you? I mean, I'm trying to right. make videos for people that are that are trying to learn stuff. Indeed. So yeah, I watch a lot. Uh, I, I watch a few vloggers. And I like Matt Diavella quite a bit, Peter McKinnon. I watch a lot of um, like camera and videography folks too, because I'm just interested in the gear. And I like, I want to up my game as far as like being able to shoot video and B-roll, which I suck at. And I really Mm. need to work hard at, you know, doing that. I've thought about hiring a videographer just to follow me around how how like narcissistic is that? It's like, yeah, just yeah. follow me around. I'm going to do some cool stuff get, like, today. like a drone that does that now. <laughs> I should strap my GoPro to my dog and see what kind of footage yeah. she'll get. Okay, Charles. No, I also watch other video type um, ones because they're always useful, like how to do lighting and stuff, which I still obviously need to learn looking at lighting tonight. But yeah, <laughs> so, so I love dramatic. all that. Um, all right. Charlie says, have you ranked first for the primary keyword in a few months, but saw a larger jump later in ranking for longer tail keywords in six to nine months? Any experience with that, Alex? No, I mean, I very rarely have a primary keyword. I mean, I guess when I set up the site, obviously my main thought of the keyword was best roof box. I just thought, you know, that, that would be a good primary keyword. And I do rank for that keyword. I think I'm page one, maybe position three or four, something like that. But um, it's the long tail that brings in the traffic, as as you know. So that's where my focus is. And, you know, if they're bringing in the traffic, if they're ranking well, which generally they do, and you've got more chance of getting the snippet and all that kind of stuff, then, you know, I don't worry too much about the primary keyword because that's what everyone else is going for. All your competition wants that keyword too. So mm-hmm. it's not take the fight somewhere else. Yeah, Charlie, I'm not, I haven't seen this specifically, but I don't know that I've looked for it really. Um, if I experienced it, it was probably like longer ago. It's more likely that people will rank for the longer tail keywords first and then rank for the bigger keywords later. So yeah, definitely flipped that way. upside down. So, all right, let's see. Uh, World of Aviation says, what will happen if Amazon affiliate uh, if the whole program disappears tomorrow, we'll find some other program. Yeah, if you have traffic, you'll figure something out. Usually, yeah. So, if you've got traffic, you should be fine. Whether I don't, will they get rid of the whole program? I don't think so. I think it's still valuable to a certain degree. Right, I think then, so too. And I think if everyone was able to like, if everyone lost that revenue that is an affiliate, then we would be trying to figure out something else to do. And that probably would be bad. It's probably a small percentage, but it's probably enough money where Amazon does care. So mm. I think they would notice, I mean, you know, looking at my, I mean, they don't pay out a big commission, but in terms of the revenue that I've generated them, it's hundreds of thousands and that's just me. Yep. Whether they'd have got that revenue anyway, I guess that's what they think every time they think, well, they'd have bought it from us anyway, regardless of whether this guy linked to us. But, you know, 
even if I link to Walmart or somewhere, then Amazon are probably, you know, that kind of uh, egotistical that they would think that they'd buy it from us anyway. But, but I don't know if all the affiliates started promoting other sites, then who knows? I think Amazon would notice it. I mean, I don't, I don't think the affiliate program's going anywhere. I don't know. It's, that obviously depends on different countries. I mean, interestingly, my, my current site, the wheelbarrow one, I've decided to go for the UK niche uh, to a UK market because well, I am in the UK and there's less competition and Amazon still pay pretty good rates in the UK. They did. They didn't adjust the commission rates, you know, back when they adjusted mm-hmm. the, the dot com rates. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, there's always other options. There's other, there's other regions. There's other, uh, there's other things, but yeah, as long as you've got a site and as long as you've got traffic, you'll be able to monetize it some way. Yep. Uh, and, and that's the thing when you're, when you work for yourself, things like that happen. You know, sometimes the rug gets whipped away from under you and you have to be able to get yourself back up and, and carry on. And quick, quick note, um, like you're saying, there's other ways to monetize. And I have a, uh, a course called multi-profit site where basically I really encourage people from the beginning to look at a niche so that you can monetize with digital products, including courses, maybe that you didn't create, but courses that are out there and software. Those typically have really high margins. So they can afford to pay affiliates. And if you look at something like a great example is videography, YouTube, camera gear, and all that stuff, because you need software to process whatever you're working on. There's a ton of gear, really diverse. And um, you have like just plenty of digital courses to sell too. So if you, if you think about it that way, at the beginning, like you have a lot of room to grow. So, yeah. I mean, when I, when I first started YouTube, I wanted to do affiliate marketing. Amazon wasn't really on my radar. I just wanted to promote WordPress stuff because as you know, pretty much every WordPress product, Elementor, all of the plugins, all of the themes, all of the hosting, they all have fantastic affiliate programs. (laughs) So, you know, you got to remember that my core is WordPress stuff. And, you know, I still earn pretty good revenue from from all of those different companies that I've just mentioned. And they all pay way more than Amazon. And, you know, there are plenty of other niches that do have products that aren't Amazon. That you say that are digital products, that are software, that are all sorts of things. So I think Amazon is a great place to start in affiliate marketing. But once you've kind of got your head around content creating sites, then you can you can promote many other things from many different companies. And I think questions would just keep going forever, but we'll just do a couple others. So Benjamin asked, do you guys utilize topical clusters? Uh, what, what is a topical cluster strategy? Is that kind of, is that like siloing? Yeah. Basically, like, <laughs> do you publish content that is, um, you know, in the same topic area and then interlink well, it? So, I yeah. guess I do that anyway, because I'm, I'm always quite specific with my niche, like roof boxes is very specific niche. I could have had a, a site on just cars generally i'm i like the specific niches because i find the content writing is easier and it is all very topical you know all the articles on that site are about roof boxes which is a, a very kind of niche topic in itself so i guess although i didn't maybe consciously plan to do topical cluster strategies i i guess i am yeah it sounds like it and i mean like you said it's so narrow um it's inevitable <laughs> that that's going to happen yeah but i but, guess if you had a site on cars or dogs or whatever then yeah you should probably yep. you know focus on just spaniels or labradors or dog exercise or whatever and, and kind of get that content 
in a, in order and all linked together before you move on to something else. Indeed. All right, Alex, for people that want to like recreate like what you've done as far as um, your niche site, is there anywhere they can turn? Do you have some resource? Yeah, just check the YouTube channel. You said the latest video on Wheel Along is up, which is a full-length tutorial. And in fact, I made it a bit easier now to create the site. I've actually packaged up, which is basically a template based on the Roofbox site. I packaged it all up and you can um, have that for free and you just need to upload it and it will create the site for you and it's got templates. And then all you need to do is kind of, you know, add your logo if you want a logo, change the colors and start adding your content. So yeah, just check out my channel. It's all on there. Awesome. And um, yeah, I've got nothing to sell. I, will, I do ask for your email address though, just so I can send you the link. And don't worry, I don't spam anything or anything. I just email and let you know when I'm going on, the, on YouTube, really, when I'm streaming. Awesome. Yeah, everybody check out WP Eagle. If you're listening on the pod and you're maybe not on YouTube as much, do sign up for his email list and just check it out. There are great tutorials. And Alex, I think the last time you were on, like, I made it a point to thank you. I want to thank you again. You let me on your channel when I had something like 1500 subscribers, you had a much larger channel and you helped me get started. And I want to thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, thank you. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I'm glad, I'm glad your channel doing well. I mean, you definitely put out more content than me, more videos. And, um, I think you're building a real nice community as well. And you know, that's, that's fun. I see that in the chat there, someone said, um, they read a book, our best skateboards club read a book called who moved my cheese, which is a fantastic book about what to do when stuff changes, like when Amazon changed their commission or when stuff, because some people, I, I get messages about this all the time when stuff happens and they kind of, it, it really does knock them and, and can make, make people just give up. They just go, Oh, it's, it's terrible. Amazon has cut the rates. What's the point of it? Or what's the point of it all? I'm not going to do it. And that book can really kind of help you in terms of changing your thinking a little bit and, um, just seeing that these challenges are, are just um, something that you have to deal with and something that you can deal with and you'll often come out better um, afterwards. Because there's another question there about will Google reduce the rates again? Maybe, but uh, you can't really go much lower than 1%. On something. <laughs> don't know. There's not, they haven't got a lot more room to move in, have they? It's the, de- Amazon's definitely trending down. And this one seems to be a little bit – oh, that, that is the wrong one. The chat moves so fast. I have, so this one, yeah. I'm not sure what to even do with this, but uh, this is Hari. It says, why don't you both admit that YouTube is the only pioneer of affiliate marketing and all internet marketing worldwide. Getting listed well by Google doesn't mean anything anymore. I think um, <laughs> I'll, I'll respectfully disagree and I will yeah. assume that you've never had anything ranked high in Google because you could get a shitload of traffic. And if you have the right stuff, then you can make a lot of money. So I, I am not sure that why you're asking that, but it doesn't quite add up. So Alex, any thoughts on that? YouTube is a great way to do affiliate marketing. Of course it is, but it's not easy. Nowhere near easy. I mean, creating videos and, and all that stuff is not easy. Um, and, you know, if you look at both mine and Doug's channel and go back, as Doug was saying, look at some of the early videos, you'll see that it's not easy and that they're terrible. And it takes a while to get any momentum and get anywhere with it. I don't agree that it's the only way. To, and I don't agree with that Google listings don't pay. And if you take a look at my recent videos, as I say, I share everything on my channel. Best Roofbox is earning over $1,000 a month. The majority of its traffic is coming from Google. And I've already explained how I did the keyword research. I've not done hardly any link building. There's nothing fancy going on there. 
so it works and you know i'm not the only one who's showing it there's other people on youtube and, and yourself that have got you know plenty of case studies where google works just fine and and it's to be fair it's easier than youtube i think because you know you can pay writers you can write your own articles i think writing an article is probably easier than creating a video for most people yeah, and I think I think that could have just been Adrian trolling us from his other account there. So shout out to Hasta La Vista Boss. I'm just kidding. I'm sure it's not Adrian. But all right, Alex, <laughs> this has been a pleasure. Thank you, man. Yeah, and um, have a good night there. Everyone, thanks for hopping on. Be sure to subscribe to my channel, subscribe to Alex's channel, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me, Doug. It's been, it's been great fun. Thanks again to Alex. If you haven't checked out his YouTube channel, do check it out. There's a link in the show notes here. His live streams are excellent. He regularly gets over 100 people every week. Pretty amazing. He's been doing these for uh, several months on end. And uh, definitely check it out. Really great community over there. This was a long episode, so... I'm going to bail. I think I'm going to go work out. So have a great day out there. We'll catch you on the next episode.